This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. What's up, Bryce? This is Desi from Season 35 of Survivor, Heroes, Healers, Hustlers. And I just woke up this morning with this overwhelming urge, this gut feeling, this, dare I say, intuition that my baby boy needed to hear from me on today. So I'm just calling to say, what's up? I love you. And please give all my love to the Purple Pants Posse because it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a Purple Pants Podcast. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public. Might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. Hello, and welcome to episode 90, Intuition of the Purple Pants Podcast. Whoa, baby! We done made it to 90. I am your host, Bryce Isaiah, and I am so excited that you clicked that play button on this week's episode. I want to take some time to welcome my first-time listeners. What's up? And I want to give a huge shout out to the Purple Pants Posse. What it is? What's up? Hey, yes. Listen, we are on to episode 90. And if you haven't already, please make sure you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever it is that you get your podcasts from. Make sure you are subscribed. Please give your baby boy some five stars. Okay, write a review and make sure you tell a friend. Listen, let's get on into this episode, Intuition. I am, I always got energy every time I record, but this week I got some extra energy because I'm so excited. I'm literally listening to my intuition and allowing it to lead the way for this podcast. You know your baby boy has been busy as a quarantine BB. Be busy as a ooh, busy as a ha, huh? busy as a. All right, listen, we ain't even gonna get into all of that. But yes, I am, you know, busy. I really feel as though I am following my intuition and on my way back to the Bryce that I know and love. I really feel like this pandemic has, listen, it's really done a number on your baby boy and just emotionally. Physically, it's just a lot. You know, emotionally, it's a lot to take in. Physically, baby boy and gained the COVID-20. And I had a realization earlier this week, 
Shout out to the baby boy, Wendeezy. Um, I, you know, little secret, secret. He is currently filming a show for HGTV and he asked me and Joey to come and, you know, help out on set and be a part of it. And, you know, baby boy went, had fun. If you follow my story, then you saw. If you missed it, then that's your fault. You should be following me at Bryce Isaiah on Instagram because you can get all the tea without me spilling the tea. But, you know, I was helping Wendell out this week and, you know, they actually like, you know, had your baby boy on camera. And when they played that footage back, ooh, baby boy was giving, I'm in my third trimester. I'm not sure who the baby daddy is. Okay, listen, you know, baby boy gained some weight. It's okay. I'm happy. I'm living in my truth in my life. And that's, I I always tell y'all, if you are a loyal Purple Pants podcast listener, then you know, I fluctuate weight. Literally, I go, I can go up 30. I can go down 30. But baby, when I was with Wendell this week and on the camera, who baby looked like baby boy was up 55. And so that really was my wake up call to be like, let's get on track. The weather is nice. I've really started to run again. And oh, baby, that's been another issue in itself to just get back into my routine. And I've been trying to give myself grace and not be too hard on myself. Um, but, you know, last week I, I went running five days. I've been that's that's an accomplishment for me. But I keep thinking like, baby, you used to run two times a day, but I'm just, you know what? I'm just meeting myself where I'm at. I'm following my intuition. My intuition is telling me, baby, get back into shape. Start running. You want to lose some weight? Start losing some weight. And I really just want to encourage my Purple Pants Posse listeners or anybody listening to this episode that this last year, and well, for real, for real, this last five years has been a lot. but specifically this last year and a half on quarantine uh, has really taken a toll. And, and, you know, I just wanted to share that I'm sure there are a lot of other people that can recognize like, oh, baby, my jeans don't fit like they used to. My underwear don't go on. But, you know, we can all work that out. And I'm just following my intuition that leads me to be like, you know what, Bryce, let's start meal prepping. Let's start running. Let's start holding ourselves accountable. And I feel like we can hold ourselves accountable and be strict on ourselves, but still giving ourselves compassion and still loving on ourselves. Now, that, that, that's a lot to do all of that and once. And I'm trying to figure out my way and I'm going to figure out my way with my Purple Pants Posse because I know that we all struggle with so many different things the world throws at us, life in general, Topple that with a pandemic, topple that with, you know, your insecurities, top that with just you just trying to live in your truth. It's a lot. I just want to encourage someone out there to just continue to do what you're doing. Find your light, find your way, because we all can. It might not be as easy as I'm describing it, but as long as you are on a road to a better you, then that's all that we can ask for. So just like the name of this podcast, Intuition, follow your intuition. If your intuition is saying, put down the chips and work out, work out. If your intuition is saying that person means you no good, then guess what? That person means you no good. Sometimes I personally don't always follow my intuition in the sense of I've got like, you know, I meet people. I think people are, they want the best for me, but sometimes they really don't. And I struggle with 
once I see that, I don't want to be spicy, bricey, petty, bricey all the time. I want to be able to recognize you are showing me who you are. I see you. And guess what? It's still, hey, boo, (laughs) still show you love and still send you on your way because I see you for who you are. Um, But that's following your intuition. And that can transcend into so many things and relationships and work and life and for yourself. And sometimes we don't listen to our intuition. Our intuition doesn't lead us wrong. And if we truly follow it, I feel like we can accomplish the things that we want to accomplish. We could see the shaded people for who they are and still smile. We could work out. We could lose our weight. We could do a lot of things if we just listen to that voice inside of us. And so I really want to encourage somebody that's listening to listen to that voice inside of you. Okay, don't listen to me. Listen to that voice inside of you and really let your intuition lead you. I am really excited for this upcoming week because I told y'all last week, baby boy got his second shot of the Pfizer vaccination. And with Mother's Day coming up, with my mom's birthday coming up, I'm so excited that next week I'm going to spend a whole week with Miss Barb. It's been a year since I've been able to hang out with my mom and John, okay? Ain't no gazebos we putting together, but just be over there and just really spend quality time. And that bathtub that my mom has, it's been missing my body. So I'm really excited for this upcoming week of Mother's Day and my mom's birthday to really celebrate it with her. And since I'm going to be with Miss Barb, I figured, you know what? Miss Barb ain't been on a podcast in a while. So when I go to spend some time with my mom, I plan on recording a podcast with Barb. So listen up. If you get something out of Barb's message, if you want some advice from Barb, if you want to ask Barb some questions, something, I am going to post a post to the Purple Pants Podcast Instagram page at Purple Pants Podcast. And you can write your question, your advice, anything you want to know from Miss Barb, and I will read it to her and she will respond. Or you can send an email at purplepantspodcast at gmail.com. Okay. Asking Miss Barb, what's the tea? So listen, y'all heard it first. I'm going to be recording a podcast with Miss Barb coming up. So I need for you guys to send me some questions, some advice, anything you want to know, anything. I am giving Miss Barb to y'all and she's going to answer them all. And you know, we're going. Wet our whistle. We want to put sunshine in the backyard and wet our whistle. So make sure when I post that post or when you hear this podcast, if you want to talk to Miss Barb, ask her a question, anything you want to know, make sure you email it to purplepantspodcast at gmail.com or on the Instagram post when it is up. But listen, okay, I'm following my intuition and I want to give you guys the rundown of this week's episode on the menu this week i am celebrating destiny's child's third studio album survivor 20th anniversary and i really talk about what the group destiny's child means to me i talk about my evolution of music and really just celebrating destiny's child so listen this is a fangirl episode so you about to get into young bryce bryce And we've also welcomed back Audrey Sizemore. She's breaking down the latest four episodes of The Circle. We've got Barb's message and the freak of the week. And of of course, you know, we got the church announcements popping too. So listen, let's listen to our intuition and get into this week's church announcements.
Jenny Gorlick. And we are Brooklyn-based comedians who started watching Survivor over the pandemic. My name's Lita. I started with season one and I watched straight through all the way through season 28. And I'm Jenny and I've watched 20 of the best seasons fully out of order. And together we formed the Women's Alliance. It's a brand new Survivor podcast where we watch season 28. And we bring on our comedian friends and former contestants to discuss the best season of Survivor. And we're so excited because we have a brand new episode with our favorite former contestant, Bryce Isaiah. So come listen along and join the, the Women's, Women's Alliance. Alliance. It's a menu, me and potatoes like we cooking up a great stew. It's a menu, it's a menu, me and potatoes like we cooking up a great stew. And keeping the menu rolling, I am excited to talk about the album that I feel like defines my life. Uh, the album that truly means so much to me, and I don't know if you can't tell, I am playing the first single off of Destiny's Child's third album entitled Survivor. Now that you're out of my life, I'm so much better. Thought that I'd be, but I'm stronger. Thought that I'd be, but I'm richer. So listen, over the weekend, you know, baby boy was minding his business like I always do. And this Saturday, which would have been May 1st, mark the 20th anniversary of Destiny's Child Survivor album. Now, first of all, where the hell did 20 years go that it's been 20 years since that album dropped? Because I'm trying to figure that out because I'm still in my early to late 20s. So I guess I would have been, been three or four when the album dropped. But when I saw that, talk about nostalgia. I, all weekend, have been listening to Destiny's Child and the Survivor album and all of their albums. Destiny Fulfilled, Destiny's Child, their self-entitled album. But it really just brought back such fond memories of like my youth, my childhood. So I just wanted to spend a couple of minutes on the podcast talking about this milestone because truly the person that I have evolved to, the road of a better Bryce that I am on, definitely my foundation of it is in Destiny's Child. Um, I like I, when I tell y'all I am smiling from ear to ear because I literally love Destiny's Child so much. And you know, Beyonce went solo. I'm a huge Beyonce fan. But anytime I meet people and they be like, oh, you like Beyonce? I always preference it by saying, like, I'm not a Beyonce stan. I'm not in the beehive. I am a Destiny's Child fan. Destiny's Child, I don't know, just means so much to me. And so let me just, you know, listening to my intuition, let me take you on a back down memory lane of a young, spicy Brycey. So growing up before I was a Destiny's Child fan, I was a Spice Girls fan. Okay, yes, I said it, Spice Girls. 
I don't know how I became attached to the Spice Girls. I don't know if it was like Spice World, the movie, or the lollipops, but I really like loved everything. Oh, what I really, really want. So, what I want to. Oh, come on. Wanna, wanna, I wanna really, really, really wanna zig zig dial. If you want my future. Forget my pet. Okay, listen, I'm not trying to cut up too much this episode, but listen, I am just all about living in my intuition and I love the Spice Girls. The Spice Girls was my girls. I think really had to do with I had uh, two older cousins that I were hanging out with around the summer that Wannabe came out and they were like obsessed with the Spice Girls. They had the Spice Girls uh, lollipops, okay, that you could get a sticker. And I really love the Spice Girls. And so I wasn't into music prior to the Spice Girls like that growing up. I don't know. I was just like weird in the essence of I was the youngest of my four brothers. And I just really like lived vicariously through them. And I I really didn't have an identity. And it wasn't really until like this summer that I started hanging out with a cousin that was like a little bit older than me and they were really into the Spice Girls and I loved the Spice Girls. We were, you know, every day during the summertime, we would go get Spice Girls lollipops. I remember uh, coming home after the weekend, I wanted a Spice Girls poster. I I wanted to get into music. And so I really loved the Spice Girls. But tragically, when Ginger Spice left the Spice Girls, um, that was like a, like, you know, that was so hard for baby boy. And I remember like, feeling like, oh my God, if Ginger Spice leaves the Spice Girls, like, that's it. It's done. Like, what are we going to do? I remember, like, I would, like, log on to, like, SpiceGirls.com. I was a a member of their fan club. I loved all of it. And so there was a point in my life where I was actively looking for a new music talent to love because literally, like, my first CD I ever bought, now don't judge me, y'all. I'm probably aging myself, but if anybody remembers back in the day, they used to send out this like catalog where you could buy like 10 CDs for 99 cents. And I remember my stepdad, Mr. Jim, really was like encouraging me. He was like, um, if you want music like here, you can get yourself some CDs from here and I'll, I'll get them for you. And so I remember checking off the list of like all of these CDs. And the first CD that I checked off, okay, was... Aqua, imaginatic, it's fantastic. You can break me hair, undress me everywhere. So yes, my first CD, y'all, was Aqua. And so just, I don't know who I was, who I thought I was trying to be, but listen. So from Aqua, then I got the Spice Girls. And then from the Spice Girls, then they broke up. Then I was devastated. And my brothers really, like, teased me about the dismantle of the Spice Girls because I just... I'd never been into music before. And so all of a sudden now Bryce is getting a radio for his birthday. I'm buying CDs and all I'm listening to is the Spice Girls at 6.45 a.m. on a Saturday morning because that's, you know, back in the day, that's that's how spicy, little, little spicy Brycey got down. And so when the Spice Girls broke up, I was just on a, a search for just new music. And I remember back it was a, the summertime and so i'm just let me just break it on down to you guys so 
we at this time I lived in a house with my mom and my stepdad and my brothers. And so me and my one brother, Brendan shared a room and my other brothers, Brian and Bevan, they shared like the back room. And so we ain't had no air condition, but we did have a middle room, which was like the computer room and the TV room and the TV room had like air condition. And so I remember this is the summertime. Um, you know, my brothers would be in the, the TV room, like watching music videos and sports. And I would always be like outside with my friends, but I, I will never forget. It was like the Saturday night. And um, I like came into the middle room. The air conditioner was on and like my brothers were watching like the box. If anybody remembers the box, that's like literally like you could pay $2.50, call the number, and you could request music videos. And so I remember the box being on and my brother's watching music videos. And I remember like when I walked into the room, they instantly cut the TV off. And I'm like, what the hell are they doing? Why are they cutting the TV off? And I'm like, okay, well, well we just about to sit in this room because I came in this room because we got the air on. And so I was like, okay, whatever. I left the room. And then I I literally remember consistently singing on the TV screen. It was like these women in these like chairs looked like they might've been at like a hair salon or a store. Um, but to my knowledge, it was Destiny's Child. It was Bills, Bills, Bills. Destiny's Child's second album had premiered. And my brothers were legitimately hiding this video from me because they did not want me to become obsessed with Destiny's Child. So I don't know when I heard it. I I heard it first in the middle room, but they cut it off and I didn't know what it was. But I like I don't know if it was like on the radio with my mom. And I remember Bills, Bills, Bills came on and I was like, yes. Never been, but now you're getting comfortable. Ain't doing them things you used to do. Only making me pay for things your money should be handling. And so I was like, yes. And I seen the video and I was like, oh my God, I'm loving these women. And I remember telling my mom, because at this time in my life, I was literally like in sixth, seventh, fifth grade. I don't know. But every Saturday morning, my mom would go grocery shopping and I would always get up and go grocery shopping with my mom because one, we would listen to music and two, I could pick out the snacks for the week and the grocery store was across the street from 7-Eleven and my mom would always get like the paper from 7-Eleven and like a banana and I can get a slushy and a hot dog, but not just any regular hot dog, the big dog from 7-Eleven. So Saturday mornings was like my judge. And so I... I guess that's where I discovered it. And then I, I found out that the album had dropped. And again, at this time in my life, I ain't had no radio. Like I, I was like, it was spicy, bricey before there was a spicy, bricey. So I didn't have no radio. And I just like, you know, I was loving Destiny's Child. And I'll never forget one day after school, my mom came home with this poster of Destiny's Child, the writings on the wall. And if it now again, I'm aging myself, y'all now. Listen, I'm 35. But listen, in my mind, I'm in my early to late 20s to early 30s. And back in the day when people would drop albums, they like their posters would be everywhere. You would see them on the side of the road. You would see them in the mall. You would see them at FYE. You would see them in all of the stores. And so my mom 
one day was driving home from work. She worked in Center City, driving home on the highway. Okay, that's how crazy Barb was. My mom knew how much I loved Destiny Child. She was riding home with one of her good work friends, who in my mind is always an uncle to me. We call her Mr. Ronald. So she was driving home with Mr. Ronald, and they saw like on the highway a whole bunch of Destiny's Child posters. And my mom pulled over on the side of the highway and literally took a poster down and was like oh Bryce would love this and I my mom brought it to me and I was like ah the poster was all torn up because you know they were like stapled them to the wall so my mom literally had to rip the poster off the wall and I just loved Destiny's Child I had a poster on my wall and you know I was on this CD list that I was telling you from my stepdad my first CD was Aqua and you know when it became available I got Destiny's Child from you know the buy 10 CDs for 99 cents now here's the thing though okay I would buy the CDs but baby boy would never pay <laughs> the 99 cents okay I don't know who paid the bill I'm assuming it's my stepdad because I'll be honest I never paid any money for that any of that okay I remember like at one point in my life when I was like in college I like pulled a credit report and baby that money was on my credit report <laughs> it's since been taking off but anyway I got into Destiny's Child, the writings on the wall, which for me is a classic Destiny's Child album. We've got Bills, Bills, Bills. Uh, there is Say My Name. There's just so many essential songs to the writings on the wall. Now, I have to be honest in the sense that the age that I was listening. Ooh, no, 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 no. They playing Bills, Bills, Bills because we want to we want to hear Say My Name. Now, say my name if no one is around you. Love you. The age in which that I was listening to these songs. Now, again, I'm just trying to get y'all to understand the brights that was of this time. My first album was Aqua. I'm a Barbie girl. I wasn't into music at this time. So, although I loved Say My Name, you know, I loved Bugaboo. Oh, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Uh-uh. Oh, come on, Dustin Child. You make me want to throw my pager out the wind. Not the pager. Help my, uh, okay. And then the writings on the wall. Oh, got songs like Temptation. Temptation is killing me. I know you see me watching you, but I see you watching me. So I have to say, at this age in my life, I didn't know what the hell none of these songs meant. So I I did not appreciate the writings on the wall when I received it at that time. I just knew that I had been over this heartbreak of Spice Girls. I needed a new girl group in my life. My brothers tried to hide Destiny's Child from me when Bills, Bills, Bills came out. And, you know, I fell in love with them, but I didn't really like, you know, it's one thing to discover artists after they like have dropped something, but then it's one thing to like be a fan of someone and then expect the album. So the writings on the wall of Destiny's Child really kind of just like landed on my, my, my lap. But since then I had grown and then I was expecting the Survivor album. However, that came with trauma with me because with Destiny's Child, I don't know if y'all remember, during the Say My Name era, they went through a cast shakeup where 
Latoya and Latavia left the group. Now, this is at this point in my life, I'm online. I'm on Destiny's Child. I'm on I Love Destiny's Child. I'm paying nine ninety. Well, my mom at the time was paying nine ninety nine, and she ain't never really know. So don't tell her that. But I was on the Destiny's Child fan page. I was on Destiny's Child World.com. You know, their second, their sophomore album, The Writings on the Wall, their first number one hit. Bills, bills, bills. And then the Say My Name video drops. And bish, we got two new members. Latoya and Latavia left the group, left or got kicked out, whatever. You know, you y'all know the story. And we got introduced to Farrah and Michelle. And I remember when the video dropped. Okay, I was in the middle room. Okay, under the air condition. I don't know if it was actually in the summertime when it came out. But I remember seeing these new girls. And then... We didn't have social media. We didn't have the shade room. We didn't have TMZ. It was, you know, People Magazine. It was Us Weekly, the group shakeup. And, okay, don't judge me, y'all, but the group shakeup of of Destiny's Child rocked my core. I was heartbroken. I was just like, I am doomed. Every girl group that I like breaks up. A member leaves. And... To make matters worse, my older brothers kind of sort of teased me about it. They're like, ha, every group that you like falls apart. And so I was just traumatized. I'm like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I don't want to find another group. Not I love the Spice Girls and my favorite Spice Girls was Scary Spice. If I didn't say that because she was the black Spice Girl. Now here I got this all black female group that's around my age like you know i can't recover from this i don't want to find another group like what am i like this is trauma you know we talk about trauma in people's lives and like you know sometimes people don't really think what trump bitch let me just tell y'all the group shakeup of destiny's child was a trauma for your baby boy and i literally went through a life crisis like what to do and so the trooper that i am i'm like well listen if destiny's child is moving on i'm gonna have to move on with them and then another a blow to blow so not only did the the say my name video drop we were introduced to farrah franklin and michelle williams then two months later it's reports that farrah franklin is leaving a group what's going on y'all like uh like uh like like I'm experiencing death. And so I'm like, oh my God, what we gonna have I'm gonna have to adjust to another member of the group. And then they announced on I remember on uh Destiny I love Destiny'sChild.com. They announced that they were working on a new album. At this time I was in high school and Bay Bay. Then you know we got the cover of Survivor, and it's that iconic cover. And I'm just like, oh, my God, they're moving forward as a trio. OK. And, oh, 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 Spicy Bricey, can you handle this? Oh, can you handle this? Can you handle this? Bad move. We've arrived. Looking fine. Baddest. Okay, so then Bootylicious comes out. The Destiny Child. Out. So another issue with Destiny Child on the Survivor album was they had kind of sort of left their R and B roots of which the writings on the wall is, and they went pop esque, and they were getting a lot of criticism at that time. And I'm like, oh my god, like what? They're hating on Destiny Child. Like I don't know. 
And so just I, I, I can remember when the album came out. I remember that back in the here's another thing. Back in the day when people's albums used to come out, they used to sell out. Like you would go to a store, FYE, the wall, okay? Walmart to get your CDs. Like they would sell out. And so the writings on the wall sold out. And so I remember when Destiny's Child Survivor was coming out. I don't know. I can't remember what day albums would come out. I'd be lying. But let's just say albums came out on a Wednesday. I remember that Tuesday night, I got home from I got home from school. I called my mom at work and I'm like, Mom, you need to stop at the mall before you come home and make sure that you like pay for an album so that if it sells out, I can still get it. And sure enough, my mom and, and here kudos to Miss Barr for always being a, a spicy bricey cheerleader. Cause you know, listen, my mom worked. Had four boys, was a single mother. She stopped at the mall. You know, she got home. She was like, I paid for the album. They had me wrap it up in paper. And yeah, so I got home from school the next day. I'm calling my mom at work like I'm home. My mom's like, okay, I'll be home when I get home. I'm like, girl, come home. Okay, just the inconsiderateness of me as a child. Like whenever I got home or like a sick day, I would just always be calling my mom at work. And I would put on a professional voice. Uh, But, you know, I was a young queer person so my professional voice was really like a young lady or an older hello can I speak to Miss Barbara like that would be me calling my mom's job acting as if her co-workers didn't know it was me and they would play along so anyway I'm home like mom what's up I'm waiting for you and so my mom was like I'm leaving home I'll be home in like 30 minutes I couldn't wait for my mom I, I said listen I'm gonna start walking to the mall my mom picked me up walking to the mall. That's how excited I was for the Destiny's Child album. We went and got the album. We just literally like <laughs> picked an album up off like the rack and bought it. And my mom was being like, well, I came here the night before and I wrapped up an album. Where is it? And who cares? But like, listen, I got my album. I went into my room. I shut my door and baby, I got into the album that we know of Survivor. Trashy. Nasty put some clothes on. I told ya. Don't walk out your house without them clothes on. I told ya. Don't. Okay, listen. Woo. Woo. Who? 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 Okay. If you a true survivor fan, you know about fancy. Okay. Like the, listen, this was my like when I tell you this album is the album that I literally came into myself. I don't fancy you too much, child. I don't fancy you too much. Don't fancy you too much, child. Okay. Let's oh let's not get into Apple Pie Lamo. Now this song ain't never really been a jam of mine I felt like they could kind of sort of skip it But I just lived And I, I truly feel like I evolved over this album Survivor Quint atten- uh, I don't even know what that word is uh, But how perfect is that Survivor is literally The song is written after the show Survivor uh, Beyonce and Kelly and Michelle They were writing the song together, and that's when season one of Survivor premiered. Shout out Jervis, shout out Ramona. Um, And, you know, you voted people off the album. You voted people off the island. 
And that's what people were like comparing Destiny's Child to was like, who's going to get voted out next? And Beyonce, if ever back in the day on MTV, they did making of the video of a survivor. And Beyonce literally said these words like, you know, she was like, oh, y'all think we're going to vote somebody off next? Well, I got something for you. I'm a survivor. I'm not going to give up. So for me, little did I know that how much this song Survivor would mean to me that I would go on it and be on Survivor. It's just as crazy. And the fact that 20 years has gone by, Destiny Child has released another studio album called Destiny Fulfilled. It came out in my freshman year of college and my roommate Lance hated me because I, okay, I treated my dorm room like it was my bedroom and I just jammed to all of the songs and I just... I love Destiny's Child and I love Michelle. She was my favorite artist of Destiny's Child because I just, you know, I root for an underdog and, you know, like myself on Survivor, I'm an underdog, the third boot out. You know, here I am with my own podcast or on the RHAP network with T, but loved it. You know, more trauma. If anybody remembers 106 and Park, the infamous Lose My Breath performance of destiny's child when michelle fell on 106 and park another traumatizing day in my life now let me tell y'all this story real quick before i wrap up my destiny's child homage so i was in college lose my breath premiered big you know destiny's child was going to be on 106 and park I I worked during college, so I um I had a VCR child, not a VCR, but I had a VCR and I had a timer on it, and so I recorded 106 in Park, you know, excited, and you know, Michelle went on Destiny Child went on to 106 in Park, and that's the episode that Michelle fell, and so I got out of work, drove back to my dorm, watched the video, was heartbreaking. Now in my dorm room, I went to Temple University. TU was popping. Okay. I was in 1300. We had air conditioning because the baby boy had asthma. So I couldn't be in a, a dorm room without air conditioning. And there were like these girls that were next to me um, and my roommate Lance. Uh, it was like Bianca and Charday. And like we were really, really friendly at the time. Um, and I remember I can hear them through the walls talking about Michelle falling. And listen, you talk, listen, I treated Michelle back then like I treat Wendeezy, like I treat baby boy Jack. I don't play about them. So those are, were literally fighting words. Now listen to how crazy the story is. Through my walls, I could hear them laughing at Michelle falling. I took myself out my dorm, knocked on a door. Bianca opened the door and like literally like Bianca was like, did you see that's this child? And I cussed them out. I'm like, why would y'all laugh at so-? like and they thought it was funny at first. But I was listen, this is the moment Spicy Brycey was invented because I cussed them out i'm like why would y'all laugh at somebody your room is dirty and so once i said that they were like what child they cussed me out like can you imagine what like i'm literally knocking on your door to cuss you out about a michelle williams falling on 106 apart but that was me I loved Destiny's Child and like I I still keep in contact with Bianca and Charday to this day from college and we always just crack up at that because they're just like we opened our door and you just cussed the hell out. 
But I loved it. And from that album, Destiny Fulfilled, I got to see them live in concert for the first time. Now, another story is back when Survivor came out, I was really big into morning radio, uh, Power 99 here in Philadelphia. They did like tickets giveaways and I won a ticket giveaway. Now I told y'all your baby boy got asthma. Well back in the day I had asthma really bad and I won tickets to the concert and me and my mom and my friend Shamara were supposed to go and the day that the concert was, it was literally a heat wave in Philly. It was like 105 degrees and I literally had like an asthma attack early in the morning that I like tried to hide from my mom before she left for work. But my mom was like, are you okay? Had to get on the nebulizer treatment. And ultimately when my mom got home, my mom made the decision that I should not go to the concert because it was at the Tweeter Center back in the day. If anybody y'all know what that is in the Philadelphia area, um, it was an outdoor concert. And so my mom just did not feel comfortable like me going to an outdoor concert, I, you, whatever. So I'm child. I was so mad at Barb for that. Like I didn't, I probably didn't talk to Barb for like two weeks. Um, but so anyway, I remember I was in college. They went on the Destiny Fulfilled tour. I got to see Destiny Fulfilled with my cousin. It was just amazing. And I just live for Destiny's Child. And I've always said to myself, I need a Destiny's Child reunion album before I'm like, 45 I don't want to be like that 45 year old gay singing can you keep up baby but I feel like at 40 that's okay so I am really rooting that we get a like why not like Beyonce is Beyonce you know Kelly didn't have kids you know she didn't dropped singles motivation Miss Kelly Michelle's dropped gospel albums she has a book checking in coming out and I'm just all about you know the this give me the nostalgia get give me a destiny child album where i can still like feel like how i felt when my brothers were hiding bills 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 for me um and really all of this emotions that i'm talking about really came out when i read that post that survivor had reached 20 years survivor is 20 years old it is just so crazy to me and i just love destiny child i can't say it enough on my first podcast the maiden voyage we talked about a possible destiny's child reunion and i just felt like when i seen that i just listened to my intuition and i just wanted to share with the purple pants posse how much i stand for destiny's child or how much the bryce at that time stand stood for destiny's child i love them i live for them and i'm here like you know i am just waiting for another destiny's child album let me know what y'all think. Let me know if there's any Destiny's Child fans in the posse. Let me know what y'all music, y- your first group that you discovered yourself, or your first music artist that you, you know what I mean? When you really like know who you are by listening to this music, you know, we got these kids with all of these, these TikToks and these Justin Beavers and these Ariana Grande's and, you know, but for me, it was Destiny's Child and I just, um, I love them. Um, and I, you know, I'm, I'm literally smiling from ear to ear, but let me know who y'all listen to. Last weekend, child, I was cleaning my house to some Mandy Moore. What y'all know about Mandy Moore? What y'all know about the dream? Uh, you know, the making of the band before it was making of the band when Diddy put together dream. They got chance. Like, you know, I just, woof, I just love music. And so I, um, I'm happy that I got to share this with y'all. I really feel like this was, uh, a lot for me to just open up and share my Destiny Child obsessions, but I could not do little spicy, bricey uh, justice without paying homage to the fact that it's been 20 
years. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And let's keep the me, you roll it. Let's. Keep them in, you roll it. We are back this week covering another four episodes of the Netflix hit show, The Circle. And you know, I had to bring my girl Audrey Sizemore back. What's poppin', Audrey? Hello. I am so excited to cover these next four episodes of The Circle. Tears were shed. Tensions were high. Oh. But it was so good. It was so Bitch. I loved these last four episodes. Lines were drawn, okay? <laughs> so if true. you didn't pick a side, if you didn't know whether or not you liked Courtney or not, I think like these last four episodes really shown you who who you rooting for. Totally. So I I was here for it, but you know, we got you back. Yes. So what's and for I'm about to say foreclosure, not foreclosure, <laughs> but full disclosure, baby boy is drinking a pineapple, not pineapple, <laughs> a watermelon cocktail. <laughs> so I purposely brewed it up so I could sip my watermelon and get the tea from my girl Audrey. Yes. So what's the tea? What's been going on? What's these four episodes about? So the I would say that the first two episodes were definitely like the downfall of Kat. Like, we saw Kat really, I feel like, rise to a role of prominence very quickly with, because she was like one of the last players to enter the circle. But I think the first two episodes were really centered around like her fall from grace. Um, they, it, oh God, it was, it was bad because I felt Kat was really good going into it and I loved her. But she just, she couldn't come out on the other side. <laughs> she, because I think her issue, so we'll go from the top. So Kat, after Jack and Lance, I keep, is Lisa the older lady's name? Her actual name? I Lisa? think so, but I, we'll just I, say I, I just call it Cat, Catfish Lance. That's yeah, how we'll I say know. Catfish Lisa. Lance. So Emily and Catfish Lance, as we saw, they 
first came together after their elimination, which ended up creating quite the trouble for Chloe because the next day, whenever everyone was talking about asking if anyone got visited by them, everyone assumed that Emily was going to go visit Chloe, but obviously neither of them visited anybody. But Kat... I th- the thing that a thing that I hate about reality TV shows is when people go in and are like, "I'm gonna play such a loyal game. I'm I want to show you can win this game with integrity." And it's like, Ugh. but why though? Why is that so important? Like, this isn't real life. This is a right. literal game. You're not like trying to prove that you're an all star human being by playing this. Obviously, like, don't be a little crazy person. Like, do crazy horrible things. But like, you don't have to like be the poster child for integrity but i think cat might have got caught up in that because she really connected with the idea of like i don't believe that emily didn't visit chloe and just really couldn't let that go i would love to know how much reality tv cat watches because i know she mentioned that she's like an was it an olympic uh, volleyball player like she is really like raw raw sports and so I would be interested to know how much she knew about the circle going into it right because I, I was going to say like that just for me makes a lot of sense in the in the essence of when you're on a team volleyball soccer you got that like camaraderie the sportsmanship like let's you know let's win this with the integrity and like but bitch just the circle like like okay (laughs) we got people out here catfishing we have lying is the name of the game so the better you lie the more i trust you so i a hundred percent can get on board and agree with you in the sense of that with cat and i think what and so she also fell into the idea of trusting more people than just Chloe that she really should have, I think, taken a step back from because she went straight to uh, Courtney and River, who are Chloe's like number one allies and was fully like, I don't believe Chloe. I don't think that she do you guys think that Emily went and visited her when so I think I don't think Kat knew that this would happen, obviously. I think she thought she was in a lot deeper with Courtney and River than she was, but I think maybe what would have benefited her more was going to maybe Mitchell, because she had a better... Right. She had a much better camaraderie with him, because Courtney and River fully were like, no, girl, <laughs> like, we're going straight over to Chloe. They're both super suspicious, and so that's really where the cracks started to form for her, and I just also... So... The character that Jack and Lance create, I think, is so funny. I I did not like Lisa when she was playing Lance. I, like, not that I disliked her like in a like a horrible way, but I just didn't think much of her. But I think right. her with Jack is so funny. <laughs> Anybody with a baby boy is funny. So right, I I feel like the character that they created was like the best of both worlds totally. giving the circumstances totally. and you know maybe i'm biased but it's more jack than lisa but, you know i mean what do <laughs> well, i know of course it, they're they're so funny together because i think lisa's kind of just there for the ride you know like she's obviously lived behind the shadow of lance bass for like how many years i think she said she's been his like agent for 13 years or something long ass time so i think this is kind of her moment to be like Woo-hoo, like this is fun like i am the person in charge so i think she's just there for the ride Meanwhile, Jack is like, we gotta get, we gotta get back in here. Right, Jack, Jack's, <laughs> Jack's all business. Okay, so it's so funny, and uh, so 
And John, honest, like John, so John's the character that Jack and Lisa are playing, but John is making so much headway. Mm. Like River is over here, like basically a puddle of tears because he, <laughs> he loves John so much. Cause so they made John gay, which I guess like from a tactical standpoint is great, but I don't know. I don't know if like long I don't I just I felt kind of weird that they both like coming in as not gay individuals at least as far as we know playing a gay character I was like that's kind of a little I feel like that I don't know but they did that and it did well for their game so how mad could you be but it's all I don't know I didn't love that I I was yeah I thought the same thing I'm like why does he have to be gay but in in full transparency I feel like gays do well on the circle. Totally. So I love that. But in the same breath, I feel like we can think about River's character, right? Yeah. And, you know, R- River is not gay. Right. But I, but, so, but I think, uh, what I forget his name. Oh, Lee. Lee. But Lee is gay. So I think that's why right. I don't see an issue. No, but I, for, for sure. But I just feel like there are, it, it's the same thing, just different players right. in that essence. So I wasn't, Right. I wasn't mad at John being gay, but I'm first of all, I was just like, is, is this the LGBTQ like game? Like what's going on? <laughs> it was so good. It was so funny too, because I think obviously Lee slash River saw a lot of himself in the John okay. character. <laughs> he was so funny, but so they like John and River really vibed this episode, like really vibed. And I uh so you know, they're talking and all all of a sudden, Courtney and River, they start talking separately together and they're like we know cat is full of shit like they are not they are just basically saying what we saw happening but just to one another and this is where i think this was the smartest thing that courtney and lee did for their games going forward is they went straight to chloe and were like listen girl cat did this we cannot trust cat i think that played further along into the episodes because this automatically they had a relationship before this and this just really strengthened their relationship. So I think going directly to her basically was the best thing that they could have done because I think if they waited too long or if Kat, because later on Kat tries to patch things up with Chloe. I think if Kat had gone, gotten to Chloe before Courtney and River did, then we would be seeing a very different outcome from these four episodes. Right. What so here's my question, yes. um, and because I love to read the comments, I love to like go comment surfing. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to know, like, so let me just ask you, what yes. was your first impression of Courtney? I loved Courtney. I thought, I uh, yeah, we'll say that I loved Courtney. I I've never had an issue. He's always been on my top. I didn't love. I, I again, I mentioned last week. I was Team Terlisha between the Terlisha Savannah thing. So I didn't love that he was super close with Savannah. Right. Put him at a, like a off. Okay. So all right. So what are your thoughts on? There is a lot of critique over Courtney. Um, on in the comments, in Twitter, on Instagram, because I like to just read the comments. And a lot of people are like, he's playing too aggressive. Like, I, I really, really? like Courtney. Girl, listen, just a lot of people say it. They were like, I really like, I, I started off liking Courtney, but these last four episodes, he's just playing too aggressive for me. That's 
insane. Because if anything, I was going to say, if anything, I feel like he like pumped the brakes like a little bit on this episode. Like he was more low key than other characters were this episode, I thought. Right. And that's what I thought as well. But I just I was just curious on your thought, because it's like I feel like one. I love Jack. But I am at this point rooting for Courtney. Yeah, One, me too. <laughs> be, you know, Courtney, like, he looks like me. He sounds right. like me. He acts like me. I love it. And for me, when I was reading those comments of like, oh, he's too aggressive. I'm like, okay, so you just want the gay character just to be like the trope. Ha 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 ha. Yes, queen. Yeah. Right. Like, no, bitch. He's out to play, bitch. And if he sees something totally. he don't like, he's yeah. calling it for what he's calling it. And right. he's going straight to the point. And I just feel like. For me, it was upsetting yeah. because I'm like, well, I guess we, this is what strategic looks like for Courtney. And right. why does it have to be misconstrued for like, oh, he's playing an aggressive, like, what, what is aggressive about that? Because yeah. sidebar, if Mitchell were doing that, besides. People would know. be kissing the ground okay. Mitchell walks on if he was doing this. Like, people okay. would be so happy. Oh, I just, we wouldn't God. be like, Mitchell's aggressive. Mitchell's yeah. like, you know, like we, I, I don't know. So for me, and even, even Lee, I feel like if the character Lee were doing the moves that Courtney was doing, I don't right. feel like they would get the critique that Courtney was getting. So for right. me, I don't know why, like my fangs came out when I was yeah. seeing those comments, because I'm just like, why does this, like, why is this gameplay? Like, why are y'all feeling like I have to turn on Courtney because he's right. playing a cutthroat game for himself. The goal of playing this game is to win. I right. thought that is so insane to me. I think maybe I go into these shows like with a different, scope just because i always connect with players who i think that i would be like friends with outside right like, like i like fully like go through their instagrams i'm like okay what, what did you post about here what did you post about then so, so wait, like, wait, 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 sure. so wait uh-uh, so you can't just say that so who, when the circle came out whose instagram did you okay so oh i got like three questions sorry yes. y'all know i'm crazy yes, yes, so yes, yes. So when the when the circle came out, whose Instagram did you fully do a full vetting of? And my next question is to the Purple Pants Podcast listeners. You know, Audrey is helps me out with the Purple Pants Podcast. She's an intern. And so Audrey and Jack work really close together. And so there was a point in time and, you know, we, we do like little meetings every now and then. And, you know, not that Jack do a lot of anything of any of that. But, you know, before Jack was leaving for the circle, he unbeknownst to me sent this cryptic message out to the interns just being like hey guys uh, he made it sound like he was going like on a like hunting mission that's what i (laughs) took it as he was like i'm going off the grid for a couple of weeks i was like what so i didn't even know that so audrey (laughs) texted me and was like is everything okay with jack i'm like girl what you mean and you're like well he texted me this and so i I fully wanted to disclose to you, but at the same time, right. I, you know, wanted to, you know, I want to know that you, if you tell me something, Audrey, you, I want you to know that it's like <laughs> safe with me. So totally. I, uh, I also just never got to actually like, what was your thoughts? Like when it was like, bitch, Jack on the circle. So don't forget the question is whose profile did you fully surf? And then what were your thoughts when we announced baby boy was on the circle? So definitely 
Courtney's because again it's like I feel like out of everyone in the cast I most like I was like I would be friends with Courtney because like Jack you know like I was already like Instagram friends with Jack whatever like so I knew what his profile consisted of so I was like okay that's fine I didn't research Lee because I mean I don't think he has an Instagram does he because he's kind of yeah. older does he oh, have an Instagram oh yes Lee got an Instagram oh my god it, well I told you last episode girl he DM me said oh my god I that's right to yes. that's right but I have fallen in love with Lee I yes oh my god him. <laughs> I I am okay. so obsessed I I wish I'm rooting for Lee I me want too. Lee to pull me I too. want Lee to I, listen with the, I want with it to be a tie at this point I'm like get, with cut, the cut them both the checks cut both of them the checks we I would love to see it a Lee what? Courtney uh, Lee Courtney double the, crown. Lee Courtney double crown. What the haters were saying about Courtney, I want Lee to like turn on a thousand percent. I like if Lee. Ch- I, oh, I just want I love. I just want River slash Lee to just type bitch in a circle message. Okay, like that. Like, I, I, with an exclamation point. Just you can get- tell he's feeling it too. Like as as the episodes have gotten on, because at first he was like kind of a snooze, but then as the episodes have gone on, like he's definitely like I feel like let his guard down yes. and so now he's like much more he's so funny and just lovable i'm trying to think chloe chloe's from too hot to handle and so i made a lot of prejudgments on chloe that i mm. should not have made like i should not do that but also in terms of what i look for in um reality tv stars since she is from essex she doesn't necessarily uh how do I frame this? Deal with the same political um, issues that, well, same political issues, but different kind of climate, I'll say, right. than okay. we do here. So I didn't feel the need to like look at hers because they also had a lot of like political segments. Well, they had like an election day thing on this episode, but not like election day, but it was like a democracy thing where they voted for a lot of things. And I, I thought it was interesting because she, she was the only one that they showed her being like, I hate politics when it's like, when I hear someone say they hate politics, like okay. around these parts now, I'm like, okay, that well, what we you know mean, why you would hate well, politics. Like, cause you don't have to you worry really about saying. it. Yeah. Right. right. So I was like, because the last time I ever saw someone on a reality show, like, say that they don't get into politics, it was, like, uh, season 12 of RuPaul's Drag Race, and they fully, like, got that girl together. They were like, well, we know what, like, they were like, you don't have to worry about it. And so, obviously, that character has uh, come around and has become more active, which is great. But so I thought that was interesting that they specifically showed Chloe saying that, because she, obviously, living in a different country has maybe a different uh, scope of things going on in the world. So I didn't, right. I, I definitely wrote Chloe off for sure. What was your second question? So then my second question was like, what were your thoughts when this I was fully, and- I fully thought, because whenever you were saying, whenever the whole thing with Jack, whenever he like sent the cryptic message, <laughs> I was like, I bet. I, I honestly thought potentially the circle just because like I also did apply to the circle for this like last little season and so in my head I was like well it's kind of like just time wise knowing like based on when I sent it in I knew it couldn't have been survivor I knew it couldn't have been big brother just because big brother all-stars was happening like at least you know at the time and then uh 
Survivor wasn't filming, but like I, I automatically had assumed that he was going to go film something. So I wasn't super surprised. He just wasn't going off the grid for a couple of weeks. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I don't, I don't see Jack as like the going into the country to like go hunt. I was like, I don't think he's like that. So that's like the only, I automatically thought he was going to go film something, but obviously I'm a team player and I wasn't going to blow his cover. And so I was like, we're just going to go with it. It'll, it'll come, it'll come out eventually. It'll come out. It will come out. Okay. Like the allegiance for Courtney and Savannah came out. Oh yeah, seriously. And so I think that that was like the first, two episodes were mainly Kat's downfall, like I was saying, because she just really couldn't bounce back up. But I think the last two episodes, I mentioned last week that in order for Trevor, I think, to make a case to me to win, he really had to put the work in this ep- these episodes. And I think he did. Well, Delisa. Delisa slash Trevor <laughs> did just that because once cat was gone who the influencers to get cat gone were delisa and i want to say chloe let me look back yeah chloe and trevor are the top influencers and so it was really between um i want to say oh god i don't even know that i wrote this down it was but cat was the one who ends up going out and delisa was really hesitant about this and so i think that really woke delisa up to be like i need to figure something out so she really connected with mitchell which something that bothered me about mitchell was and i'm going to preface this with i am sure that mitchell has had hardships in his life and i don't want to take away from that but him the the plan between delisa and mitchell was for them to create a closer bond with chloe create a closer bond with uh courtney and lee and then uh, eventually cut either courtney and lee in kind of like a you know in the final right. round and so the way that Mitchell went to Courtney and Lee to try and make a connection with them was he was like, people (laughs) often judge me based on how I look. And I was just like, cry me a fucking river with this, like, based on how I look bullshit. Like Uh, a heterosexual, white, good looking man, beautiful man. Like, like, cause again, I do not want to say that he hasn't ever felt a way about how he's lived. Never any of that. But to say that reason is why you felt ostracized in your life. To say that to two two openly gay black men in America, it's like crazy to me. But see, that's something in my mind I always go back and forth with because I, I remember like in, I don't even know ninth grade we read like gandhi's the 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 book of gandhi and i something that always stuck out to me was like that suffrage is universal yeah so everyone suffers um and so we can't put a scale on like you know what someone like you know so i was giving mitchell grace in that moment of being like okay i see or i want to see where you're (laughs) trying to go with this but like bish what like because it's, like, it's courtney who is like you were saying openly gay black male in america in 2021 going through a whole like obviously and then lee on the other term like he is an older gay man so he dealt with like 
the but river heaven? but you like, know right but but river ain't, yeah you, that's true you gotta, i need to remember right. that river so like that's, that's river true. not that's lee true. but that's river true. still is like living his life openly but again i in that moment i felt like so many times in my life where i i'm and again this is giving mitchell the benefit of the doubt totally. that that was a real and honest moment Totally. Um, and saying that, like, you know, okay, I, I received that. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, if that, if that is what your struggle is, I can't tell, like, of course. When I always say, like, trauma is trauma, like, you know, people, like, you know, so if that was, if that's really your struggle, then okay. Like, then that <laughs> yeah. is, that is something that we could maybe kind of sort of connect with if I squint my eyes, turn myself <laughs> upside down and jump three times. Like, right. I, I could get that. So, I don't, maybe it's just, I'm just in lust with Mitchell, but I was just trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Like, you know, I'm like, oh, they they judged you for your looks, baby boy. Come over here and lay on my, uh, lay on my bosom. Okay. (laughs) Let let me patch your wounds. But for me, it just speaks to the, the level of gameplay in which Mitchell is on. And in the sense of like last week, like we literally call him a goat. And I really truly believe that like, that's like Mitchell, you're not here to win. And so, and and taking it in that context, I'm like, Oh, okay. I I guess I'll give you a B for effort. Like, I don't know. Cause that wasn't a, uh, yeah, I don't. Because you could, you could almost. I could. I wasn't even mad when he did that. Because he did the exact same thing with Chloe. Was he was like, we're often judged because we're, I guess, beautiful individuals. So we think we, you know, <laughs> the whole thing. But I was like, I wasn't even mad at that because you knew Chloe was going to connect with that of being like, okay, yeah, I come from there too, like whatever. But it was just a little. I don't know. Like when right. He did that with the other. Like, I was like, come on now. Like, really. Oh that's, yeah, that's what we doing. But oh, yeah, and you expect them not to see straight through that, okay. right? Because they both they both were like a little too like obviously not too Mitchell, but they were like a little too late, man. Like if you maybe because Lee was like if you had said this before, like when you first right. came in, I would have been down for the count with you. Like I would have been so in with this, but he was just this. If I think if Delisa had instructed Mitchell, and again, it all comes from Delisa, so we shouldn't even be giving kudos but, any kind but, of whatever. But at the same time, we should be giving kudos to Delisa for for yeah. her to deliver this mission for yeah. this dummy to to actually like you know for one hundred. In my opinion, I feel like it just kind of you know Sierra level up, level up, level yes. up. That's the Deli- that's that's Trevor. <laughs> leveling up 100 percent. that's oh. giving me eric and uh Siri vibes when oh, they was like yes. if you really trust us you yes. will uh give us the idol like you know what i mean Ooh, so like yeah that's a good comparison yeah and that same essence i was like i ain't even mad at uh, i mean I, i'm not mad at trevor because like what, whatever the trevor demise right of those two i feel like trevor will be like he'll be the victorious one of it so i wasn't i wasn't even mad at that totally and i think i think that uh because of this i think trevor really obviously obviously you know mitchell is the one to go the final one Mm. evicted before the finals but i think that this really pushed trevor up to the top of like the contenders because i said last week i was like the top three are it's going to be courtney chloe or river but i think i i don't know who i would 
take the third spot away from, but I think Trevor is right in there. I think either taking, I think River has set him up himself up no river baby yes river has like listen chloe hasn't changed my mind at all i still feel like my angelo said when somebody show you who they are believe (laughs) them that's just my intuition with chloe um but i really feel like with the fact that i am still rooting for trevor i am still rooting for lee and i'm still rooting for courtney bitch i don't like i don't i have no complaints at all like and i won't and i'm just like oh my god if either one of those three people i would be so happy i would be screaming to the top of the moons so i just yeah like and 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 i don't want to sound like i'm like just hating on chloe because i do feel like she definitely She's been true to herself, and I feel like in, in the beginning it looked like, "Bish, what are you doing?" Right. But then, you know, you know, the last four episodes really were more of her redemption, and it was right. like, "Oh, okay, I can like." But girl, for me, it's just like, I don't got time. I just but, she, she doesn't need this. I think is my thing. Like, you know, does that make sense? Like, she doesn't need this win. I, I mean, so, and then here I go defending her in the sense of, well, I mean, it's the circle. So, like, I feel like anybody that comes to play, like, they want to win. So, I'll give her that not, I, that doesn't really matter to me. To me, it's like the complete game that you have played. And I feel like, girl, you fumbled the ball too much in the beginning. Right. That, like, it's hard for me to make up. Yet, I feel like somebody like River, who... Uh, like I don't even know if he fumbled the ball. Like I know. they were, they weren't even looked to passing the ball to him because he wasn't even looking. But Ugh. then for him to like get himself together, right? It, like and and to position himself like this is great. Then somebody like Courtney to come in and be playing a one basketball all day. And I'm here for back. and Courtney bounce back. Had his had his closest ally like taken out of the game right at the very start because Savannah was like second out and so to be able to bounce back i was like okay courtney make the kardashian alliance or whatever it was i was like and you are doing amazing and i feel like for me that was a cautionary tale to other yeah. people that want to play the circle in the sense and, and i don't know like don't I, don't ask me but whenever i watch these shows like survivor <laughs> um the circle like i always just in my mind take notes like mental notes and i feel like okay where courtney effed up was that like he put his allegiance too much in savannah like totally we need to you need to split that allegiance you need to like you know what i'm saying like for me that was just like okay that's a cautionary tale uh if savannah would have panned out a little longer not gotten to the beef of terralisha savannah and then split the whole out like that would have worked out for you but where was your plan b and i feel like in your thinking of going into the circle let's have a plan b let's have a want to have a savannah and let's have a a lee let's have a a mitchell let's have a jack bitch let's have a chloe like you know what i'm saying so and but yeah so for 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 courtney (laughs) i'm all here for it and then for trevor i feel like i've been i don't want to say hating on trevor but i've been overly critical of the catfish aspect of it and i'm like is this real is this believable and i haven't really been looking at i haven't looked at it in the sense of me as a player in the game because i feel like for us as like viewers it's fun to like watch as a viewer and we're like oh you're clearly you're clearly laying it on too heavy you're not a single father like girl you're doing too much but in the essence of 
take it like we were actually players in the game and we actually are believing that tra- like you know what i mean like so yeah and I i'm glad think- i'm glad that you pointed out because whenever i was talking about mitchell like confiding into courtney and river i'm glad that you pointed out about him only seeing river like i didn't like watching that right. i didn't connect that so i'm glad you pointed that out because that honestly has like fully like rocked my world i was like oh my god you're right <laughs> he has no idea that it's lee on the other side so that's a good reminder it's just when we watch these shows it's just so much because we watch as ourselves like it's right. almost like watching the circle is like playing the circle right because we're watching it as ourselves in our own authentic emotions but mm-hmm. then i think when you add if you try to just put yourself into any one of those shoes, like you just don't like the opportunity is endless in the sense that you just don't know what the hell to believe. And so I tend to my intuition tends to give more leeway to the players and not be so critical right. uh, because it's easy being a sideline what in your bed eating Chinese food Seriously, type a lot of, of people always love to be like, oh my God, they really messed this up. And I I remember one time, I don't get into a lot of Facebook or Twitter beef, but because I like, you know, I like, I'm just oh, very, not you know, a Facebook beef. But one time someone was like saying something and I was like, oh, when were you cast on the show? Like, until oh, you play, oh, like, oh, I've, <laughs> I play, like, God. until you play, God. I don't feel like you have like actual ground to be like Girl. you are a fucking loser. Like what? Get on the show Girl, and that, then say that. Like that's my comeback to anybody that ever claps back at me. Like you're a horrible player. You are third out. And my clap back is always remind me what season you played again. <laughs> Literally. Oh, okay. I'll wait. Literally, because it's like casting is part of the game in and of itself okay people send in video after video like you see people on like drag race say how they took nine tries to get on the show until they learned the like system of getting on the show like that in and of itself is playing the game and so until people are crazy people just really like to the 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 sideline like what is it monday morning quarterback i'm like y'all need to get over it like play the game yourselves and then tell me how easy or hard it is. Oh God. People just don't get that. Uh, it's a lot. It, it it is. But I mean sometimes it's it's hard to. Uh you get wrapped up in just being yourself and watching it and just unwinding and just letting your own emotions play into it. But I Seriously. feel like when you you know, when you commentate, I think that is that a word though? Did I say that right? Commentate? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I didn't think anything yeah. wrong, yeah. I feel like when you commentate, it's important to think of like all the sides. And so yeah. sometimes I'm guilty of that because, you know, I came in hot and heavy <laughs> from M- Emily. <laughs> so I wasn't here for nobody. But, yeah. you you know, putting yourself and seeing how the chips fall. But with this, you know, rewatch or rewind coming to an end, what yes. are your thoughts on who do you think is going to take it home? I think... I will be shocked if Lee doesn't go home with the win just because Chloe in the last rankings really struggled with who she needed to put where because she had Trevor in her ear. And I think that it was Chloe's vote that put River as the final like super influencer. So I think that River has Chloe who, unless she votes in a way 
that puts her herself in a better position because like i mean they're free to put all put river at the bottom if they think he's going to win but if they all vote on like who they think played the best i think courtney will put river highly i think chloe will put river highly and even trevor and river had a bond together like i don't think trevor put river low on the thing and john had great connections with river so i think maybe unless unless i'm remembering wrong and they vote after they meet each other i think river is taking it home 100 percent. yeah i um i i want to second that in the essence of i want well i wanted to be courtney so i'm gonna say that and my my pick is courtney but i would be not surprised if it's not courtney in the essence that courtney has played a flawless game and you know if i were playing this with courtney bitch the person that i would want to get out between the people that are left is courtney so i um i i would not I can't be shocked that they would all turn on him. So, right. but I, I, I'm here for it and I'm rooting for Courtney, but I definitely would have to say Lee, yeah. AKA River. Um, right. But I wouldn't be surprised that Trevor too. Trevor has definitely a comeback story. So it's so much. So I don't know. So next week just needs to hurry up so we can finally close this chapter of the circle and figure out what's T because it's a lot. Seriously, and they left us on such an emotional end too, like full tears when they had the family messages. Mm. And when I, when Courtney said why, like what he'll do with the money, he was like, he, cause he was saying how his stepfather like really took the place of his actual dad and showed him like what it means to be a man. Mm. And I was like fully in tears i was like that's so cute like and obviously you can tell it means so much to him this like really like humanized the players obviously like i think john's character obviously had to like make up a full ass lie (laughs) so like you didn't connect with the john character quite so much but i think everyone else like i was a puddle like so emotional it was so sweet yeah, it was a lot. I, yeah, and just that essence of us, like us talking about taking ourselves out and not being, not being watchers, but being actual. Like, yeah, I was, uh, I was like, come on, uh, Courtney, just really, <laughs> really just I don't just. Off. Yes, I just, it reminded me of myself, like, you know, my biological father wasn't really in my life, but my stepdad, like, I just, yeah. whew, we ain't going there today. <laughs> but I, like, I, I loved every bit of it. So. Oh, it was good. It was Ooh, a good season. Stay tuned. Yes. For season sure. Final. And I, that's, again, why I love the circle. It, like, it it hits you hot, fast, and in a hurry, and then it's done. It's it done. don't drag on. It just, like, yeah. So I'm I'm loving the circle. You know, I'm again I'm biased Emily, but I am can't wait until I don't even know if if one episode, two episodes, whatever the hell ups is dropping next week so we can see the the conclusion and see who yes. wins. I'm excited. But thank you so much, Audrey, yes, for coming on course. and breaking this down for the Purple Pants Posse. Before yes. we go, let the people know where they can find you at on your YouTube and what you've been over there covering, sister yes. wife. Yes, yeah. So my YouTube, the easiest way to find it is to go to my Twitter at Audrey Size More One. One. Yes, the one is at the end. I repost my videos there with a link so it's easier to connect back into the video i the seeking sister wives is heating up one couple has just been uh accused of alleged uh domestic violence Mm. and so i just covered that Mm. so it it is getting 
hot mm. and heavy over there. TLC is in hot water for more than one reasons right now. <laughs> so mm. it is not looking good for that channel, but it is looking great for my channel. So definitely <laughs> go over and watch the videos, like, and subscribe. I would mean so much to me on my uh, journey to monetization on YouTube. Yes, come on, get that coin. Well, all right, Audrey, we will catch up soon and talk the winner of the circle next time we talk. Yes, sounds good. All right, bye, boo. Bye. The following message is brought to you by... Give me a B. B. Give me an A. A. Give me an R. R. Give me a B. B, 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 B. Greetings, my dear friends. As you know, I'm always on the search for positive, uplifting words to share. And while searching, I found a piece written by Nikki Bannis, whom you all know I love. And it's titled, Yet to Come. Always know that better things are up ahead. If you are going through hard times right now, know that things will get better. Things will change and turn in your favor. You will get that job. You will find new strength and new light that you didn't know you had within you. You will grow and rise out of these times. And if you are going through wonderful times right now, know that the best is still yet to come. Keep dreaming of growing and rising higher. You have new mountains to climb in front of you and bigger dreams to chase. And so my friends, no matter where you are right now, always, always know that the best is still yet to come love you who's the freak who's the freak who's the freak of the week who's that who's that who's that freaky freaky freak who's the freak of the week and we are on to this week's Freak of the Week. And listen, I am so excited. I want to scream it to the top of the roof. But I'm going to keep it cute. And I'm going to just make it the Freak of the Week. So I told y'all earlier in the week, Baby Boy was on set with Wendeezy filming an HGTV show that he's currently filming. But listen, Purple Pants Posse, the news just broke. This might be a Purple Pants podcast exclusive, but May 9th on HGTV, okay? Hometown Takeover Live, listen! Our baby boy, Wendeezy, heads to Wintonka, Alabama. Now, I don't even know if I said that right. Wintonka, Winnie, Win, 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 Wintonka? Whatever it is. Wintonka, Alabama. Okay, listen. He helps Ben and Aaron renovate the whole city. Listen! 
Our baby boy Wendell is out here doing the damn thing. He ain't letting no pandemic stop him. And you know me, I can't be myself unless I am cheering my brother on. So listen, set your DVRs, get your remote, tell a friend to tell a friend that Sunday, May 9th at 8 p.m., our boy Wendeezy is going to be on Hometown Takeover Live on H. HGTV. And so listen, I'm all about giving people their flowers while they're here to receive them. And my way of giving people flowers is making them freak of the week. So listen, when Daisy, hometown takeover, Wataka, what's goody? We on HGTV. So listen, okay? I don't even know if Wendell has posted it yet, but when he does, or just head over to his Instagram, Wendell Holland, or his Twitter at Wendell Holland or something like that and let baby boy know he is the freak of the week. Okay, come on, hometown takeover. Oh, it's a hometown to take over. It's a hometown. It's a it's a hometown. It's a hometown takeover. Wataka, get ready because our baby boy, Wendeezy, is in the building. Yeah. Listen. Okay, sorry. Bryce, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5. Sorry, I just listen. When it comes to my brother with DZ, you know I get hype. Okay? Listen. Okay, all right. Calm down. Calm down. I'm here to deliver the freak of the week, not just scream on the microphone. Ooh, well, some people say that's all you do every week is just scream on the microphone. Ooh, and I, ooh. But listen, if Wendell is freak of the week over there at Hometown Takeover Live and Watanka... That means we are coming to an end of another amazing episode. I cannot thank you guys enough for following your intuition and listening to this episode and following your baby boy and supporting me like you do. Make sure you guys are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We out there. You know, it's warm out. So Uncle Pookie is all over the city of Philadelphia. So if you need that, you better get with my Uncle Pookie and subscribe. Make sure you give your baby boy some five stars. Write a review and tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a cousin to tell a brother to tell a uncle to tell a sister that it's hometown takeover. It's a, it's a. It's a It's the purple pants, it's the purple pants, it's the purple pants podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the purple pants podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. It's the purple pants podcast. You trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the purple pants podcast. You trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back though. It's the purple pants, it's the purple pants. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.